Welcome everyone to episode 75 of the 25 Live. My name is Jim Bernica. My special guest this week is Jason Patton. Now if you have any type of social media platform at all, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know about MySpace, but you probably recognize Jason because Jason is from Fire Department Chronicles. He's also a vice president for Fire Department Coffee, so we, we talk about those, but most importantly we talk about behavioral health. Jason has had his own struggles in the past, and you know he talks about that freely now, and, and he wants to pay it forward. He, he's a big behavioral health advocate, so we discuss that uh, in length, and we also uh, talk about comedy, because clearly comedy is something that him and I appreciate as well, and that's something we need in this field, is we need to laugh, So and he does a great job at that. So without further ado, let's you know, I'll get out of the way, and let's bring Jason in. All right. Welcome to the show, Jason Patton. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. And yourself? Uh, you know, I can't complain. As we talked, I've already pooped this morning, so it's been a good morning so far. <laughs> yes. I always ask my guest, hey, do you have a chance to go to the bathroom? And usually <laughs> I'm referring to number one. <laughs> no, nope. I don't think I don't think it would be a podcast with uh, with my idiot self unless I talk about my bowel movement. So it's no, good. It from, from, the, from the start, we're you can tell we're, we're talking the truth. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, how long have you been on uh, in your fire department there? I've been um, it's twelve and a half years. June will be. Uh, I will have completed thirteen. Very nice. Okay. How did yeah. you get involved in the first place? Is this something you, you wanted to be, you know, when you were a kid or just you ended up going there for whatever reason? Yeah. It's so, you know, I never, I, I have no family history of firefighters or EMTs or like really anyone in the first responder field. Um, my father was a volunteer uh, state trooper for about a year. Um, but you know, I was a mechanic, happened to be hanging out with some friends, and one of them, uh, two of them had just finished EMT school, and they, they loved it. They were like, this is amazing. Like, this is a really cool field. So um, they were like, hey, do you want to try it out? I was already four years into my career at the time as a, as a mechanic, and I was like, you know what, screw it. Let me try it out, man. So went there. It's three month, three month or four month long uh, course. Loved it. But it was awesome, dude. It was just so cool. It's very uh, challenging to my mind. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the knowledge that I was gaining from it. So I uh, went to it and it was just after that, man, you know, I was full speed ahead. I loved it. Loved every bit of it. Then you uh, went from being an EMT to starting to do the fire stuff as well. So actually um, I, because medic school started immediately, like I finished EMT school on a Friday, started medic school on a Monday. Um, you know, I had the choice. I could either wait. That was a great weekend, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it was lovely. I, I, that's why whenever I do uh, videos about medic school, um, it, the first piece of any of it is always a panic attack because I swear to God, that's what happened to me. I was sitting in medic school and they, you know, I just finished EMT school, which was awesome. But you know, you get one book when you walk in there. It's, it's, you know, basic, you know, you know it, the basic school. So, um, then you go into medic and they hand you eight books. They hand you, you know, and it wasn't even that the eight books were like, Oh, this is wow. This is not good. And the medics book was freaking 600 pages, but the, uh, it was the schedule. Cause I was still a full-time mechanic at the time. So, you know, I was like, 
I don't know if I can do this, man. I'm going to school three days a week. Plus I had to do all my ride times and my clinicals and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. I called my mom. I was like, I don't think I could do this. And she's like, just, you'll just take it. We'll work with it. We'll figure it out. So it was insane, man. Uh, but I, and then immediately after finishing medic school within like three months, I was in school. Nice. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah. All right. It did. And down, down here, you, you'll get hired as an EMT, but it's very difficult. Like uh, if you're a medic, you're, you're going to get hired a lot faster. Okay. So it's not, you don't have to be a, a firefighter medic. You can just be a firefighter EMT, but it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you, you can get hired. Some departments are leaning back towards that for financial reasons. Um, but uh, if you're a fire medic, you have a much greater chance of getting hired. Nice. Yeah. I think there's a, this is the candidate pool is not what it was beforehand. Um, it, it, there's just yeah. not the, the interest. Um uh, this it's, uh, it's, next generation yeah i mean i know when i got hired it was outrageously competitive i mean i applied for a department uh in orlando and i remember going in there to take my written test and uh i was in a stadium i was in a literal stadium of people everyone taking a written test to get hired they were hiring 60 people or 50 people at the time i mean it's just an unbelievable amount of people at the time. It still is competitive. If we put out applications, we, if we're hiring 20 people, you know, we'll have 500 people apply. So nice. Just yeah. think, thinking of stadiums, I'd love to be back in the stadium. Hopefully that'll happen sometime. Yeah, maybe. Right. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> I did. So I got a sidetrack here. I got red season tickets, like a 20 game pack. And I, I was happy to know, at least uh, I talked to them on Monday. I'll be able to be there for opening day. There'll be like 10,000 people supposedly there. So nice. Live sports. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a thing in just a few months. I, <laughs> I digress. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's jump right into the video stuff. Cause that, that kind of, it's, oh, man, I, I, there's so many of these videos and, and I'll, I'll just, I, I sat down and watched, I've already seen a bunch of them, but I sat down with my family just going over these the other night. And I'm like, it doesn't matter that he's in Florida. Like he's, this is, he's speaking my language. Like this, like there are so many different ones where I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. Yep. That's how it goes down. My favorite being, and I, I already forget the title, but you're on the ambulance and all of a sudden they say, Jason, get on the truck. And it's yeah. glorious because that is that has happened to me like twice <laughs> ever. It's, it's, it's the other way usually. It's yeah. Get on <laughs> but now, how did you get involved with all this uh, doing all this video stuff? You know, it it, it, it truly started off just um, messing around with boys, man. Same thing we do every every day when we walk into shift, right? It's pretty standard across the board. You, you walking in, you get, do a shift change, you know, you know, coffee in the morning, talking about what we're gonna do for meals, that kind of thing. So, um, we were I've just finished training. We just fin finished doing some some training. We all came back together. We were uh, talking about some stuff in the in the front office area, and uh, one of the guys pulled out his GoPro. And, uh, we, and another guy was like, National Geographics. And I was like, yeah, National Geographics. I was like, let's do National Geographics 5 Pub Edition. So we uh, were hunting for different people. And this time we were hunting for the battalion chief. And the whole thing was like, 
if you look, <laughs> the bigger the belly on the battalion chief, the more gnarly they are. And then like, I'm in there with a stick poking his belly. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing here right now? I'm like, and then he had a big mustache and I was like, look at the mustache, you know, it flares up, you must run. So I'm poking his mustache and he went along and he, you know, like jumped and we all ran out and it was fun. So um, it just started off as like that, dude. It, it, and it genuinely progressed in a very natural way, which was, which was awesome for me. Like, it was very cool to see because when I put him out there, firefighters and EMTs and paramedics were like, that's, Oh my God, I can relate to this. Like this, this, this is funny. You know, like, like this is exactly the same way in my station. And, and I think that's what allowed it to progress further. Nice. And I mean, I looked the other night, 211 videos you have. That's a lot. You're, did you know that you are churning, <laughs> you're churning them out? Oh my God. Yeah. That's a lot of videos, dude. That's, yeah. and that's, is that on YouTube? Yes. And what's crazy is that's YouTube video. I mean, that's insane to even think about 211 like original productions. Um, and Facebook and Instagram, I have more stuff that is like just been like memes or small videos, but to, to think 211 like original YouTube videos, that's that's insane, dude. That's so crazy, man. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, at, this, at this point, you've got to be like, oh, I don't even know what else to do, what else to... Like it yeah. gets harder and harder to think of subjects oh, yeah. and topics. Content becomes content becomes an issue, right? I that's why you see guys and girls, they just they eventually it, it becomes harder to to not repeat yourself, right? And but I like I like doing it. That's the number one thing. And I like creating content. So I'll always try to figure out something, you know? Um, <clears throat> and then you obviously go off of it's like environmental situations, you know, or whatever the, the flow of the world is at the moment. Corona was a huge piece of, of content creation for a lot of people, including myself. So, um, you know, the other thing is, though, I, I, I can, I, everything that I put out is PG-13. Everything is safe for work. Everything, you know, you can watch with your family, um, which, which I really try to do because it's, you can't, you can't, <laughs> I think that's what has made a lot of people fail up to this point is they try to take station humor and put it into the public eye and you cannot do that ever so, so yeah i was watching this again with with my family four-year-old seven-year-old i shouldn't say my wife's age out loud but i would, uh, I would do it <laughs> no no the the four-year-old is is watching the watching you do this and he tells me daddy you got to stop i'm like why what's up logan he's like he's funny i'm gonna pee <laughs> That's like you were, <laughs> he was scared that he was going to pee his pants because of you. Oh, so that's so funny. You that, that funny. So yeah. uh, again, Fire Department Chronicles, two hundred eleven videos, just going through them and scanning them, all pretty funny. Negative. All of them, except for one. One stood out where it it almost it doesn't belong, but yet it's probably to me the most powerful video you have on there. The, uh, mm -hmm. the suicide is not the answer video. Yeah. Would you mind kind of discussing that? Yeah, absolutely. That was, um, that was a video that, uh, you know, I think I posted a year and a half ago. Uh, and, um, you know, one of the biggest things that came from this when I first started was um, I started having, like guys would reach out and they're like, dude, 
this is awesome. Like it really helps me with my mental health. And I'm like, all right, like that's, you know, that that's not the angle that I thought this was going to go to. But, you know, I realized, A, it helps me with my mental health. It's really big. I've suffered with like some, not the depression. Oops, hold on, I cut it out there for a second. Uh, so, uh, so I've suffered with um, some kind of depression my entire life, uh, you know, or some like self-esteem related issues and stuff like that. And then when I got into this field, I noticed that a lot of guys, man, they weren't willing to talk about what was going on in your head because yes, we get into this field and there is a generalized understanding that um, you need to be able to deal with what we deal with on a daily basis. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but a lot of guys wouldn't talk about, you know, the really bad calls that were renting in their head is what I like to call it or staying in their head. So um, we kept seeing this huge insurgence of, of uh, guys killing themselves, killing themselves, killing themselves. So I wanted to put it out there, man. I've had the thoughts, dude. I have. I've, in fact, um, the reason that I went to therapy uh, eventually was because I went through a period of my life, man, where I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't tell you exactly why it happened, but you know, I had a few events that lined up, and man, uh, I uh, started going to have a lot of suicidal thoughts. And the peak of it was I laid on the gym floor, and I imagined putting a gun in my mouth and blowing the back of my head off, and it felt good. Like I was like, oh man, that can, I feel so much better. And that was an immediate red flag. I was like, oh bro, that's not okay. Like, so I went and got seek therapy. I did the, the quote unquote unmanly thing and uh, seek therapy, dude. And, and I'm here today because of it. So I wanted to put that out there, man. I wanted people to understand that like, you're not alone. Like it's, it's no, it's, it's normal to have depressing thoughts. It's a nor it's normal to be sad, you know, but it's also normal to talk about those things. You don't have to be happy all the time. Yeah. It's that, you know, I mean, you don't have to be a dick, but I mean, you, you don't have to be happy all the time, you know? So it's something I want people to understand. Like, just cause you're funny, just cause I'm a comedian does not mean that I'm not, I don't run the gamut of normal thought processes and emotions like everyone else does. No, that's perfect. Um, putting yourself out there like that is, is huge. What was just even the buildup to to making that video to finally saying, you know what, the hell with it, I'm gonna put myself out there for everybody to see. I mean, because yeah. I, I imagine it's a, it's a lot easier to come up with these other videos and put them out, and there's no worry. But you, I mean, you really are putting yourself out there personally at that point. Yeah, because uh, the buildup was I just saw all these people around me, and they're killing themselves, or they're you know, or, or whatever, destroying their lives or their families' lives, and um, it was one of those like. I, I don't, I, I hate the whole toxic masculinity thing. I think there is, you know, if you, if you're a woman and you want to be, you know, and you want to do what quote unquote men do, then great. Who gives a shit? If you, if you want to go the opposite, like whatever, do it, you know, but there does not need to be a line of um, what defines you as a man by, or a human by not talking about things like that's, if you don't want to do that for personal choices, that's fine. But that shouldn't be something uh, pre uh, prerequisite for coming into this business. You know, the line of um, the line of that's the way we've always done it, or the line of you know if, if this is the way the job is, if you can't deal with it, find another job. That's not that's not true. Like, dude, you're not supposed to see people with their head cut off. That's not a normal thing to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not supposed to see kids who were shot in their bed by their pissed off stepdad. Like, you're not supposed to see those things. And to just say like, hey, dude, that was 
just acknowledging people. You know, I put out a, a video more recently about mental health for first responders. And literally the three biggest things that, that we have to do for each other, validate, to just acknowledge it. Oh, yes. Because it doesn't matter if you think it's messed up. I don't care what you think. Like, I need to know what that guy thinks. You know what I'm saying? So acknowledge it, you know, help if possible, dude. You know, and, and like you have to be able to, you have to be able to at least accept what's going on in front of you so we can help the people around us. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that video and the other ones you've done as well, I know you haven't stopped there. You've, you've done other things as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Article late last year regarding mm -hmm. this stuff. Was that, was that your first article you've written? I've yeah. I, I, I the, it's the one for EMS one uh, fire, fire rescue. Yeah. Fire rescue. Yes. Right. Um, yes, that was, that was the first one that I've ever written. And that was, I enjoy writing. I really do. I enjoy writing. I, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's amazing to express yourself that way. Um, and it was, and it was, it, it was, I think it was well-received, you know, just talking about like, it's, it's, you know, it's the whole, it's okay to not be okay. I think a lot of people have used that, but just like, stop judging each other. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> you, you, and, and you really made a good point in there of just saying, you don't know what other people are going through. Dude, you, I got to tell you, man. And that's where I talk about that EMS student. You know, it's like, we love to do it, man. And it's, it's a now ball busting is a natural part of life. Right. So like ball busting is a natural part of life. It's, it's, or at least our life in general, but especially with first responders, what we do, man, we mess with each other and like guys or girls, everyone walks in. It's fair game because it's a brotherhood as long as you don't take it too far, but there has to be a line like, and you have to be a, a critical thinker. We love to be critical thinkers in our business, right? Read the smoke. Will you get on C? Do a full 360. What, what, you know, what's going on? EMS, PSI, safety. Let's, you know, let's not look at what's wrong. Let's look at what's not wrong. And then we can figure out what's actually going on with their EMS patient, you know, but when it comes to us, it's so black and white. It's like, you're either good or you're bad. Like, no, you're human. Yeah. There's a mix in there. So like, that's, that's that's why I encourage people instead of looking at the the dude I, I'll tell you this this is the best example I ever had man uh we ran out during the I don't know if you guys had it but during the opioid insanity like um you know we're running on 10 overdoses a day like it's insane we're going through we were going through at one point in time like 30 doses of Narcan a day like it was absolutely insane and i was getting pissed off like everyone else was so my friend is a therapist and works at a treatment facility i go to her and i'm like hey do me a favor i need you to put this i need you to put all of this into perspective tell me the worst thing you've ever dealt with when it comes to like someone who's addicted to heroin and she told me a story about this girl that was adopted and i won't go into details but let's just say that the family that the mom and dad did like really bad things to her including chaining her in a basement and it's like, she got done with that story. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to judge another heroin addict because I have absolutely no clue what's going on in their head, man. So sometimes just taking two seconds and stepping back and trying to put other people into perspective. And you always be pissed off at other people for doing stupid stuff. But putting their life into perspective will make you a little less judgy. No, nice. Nicely said. Um the other thing you you also got involved with as far as the behavioral health stuff goes is you are and I'm gonna screw up the name I know it the the Banya Banyan 
treatment Banning center. treatment centers. Yep, yep. That wasn't that off. So <laughs> no, it's <was> uh, good. <laughs> yeah. So you're an advocate for that. Could you kind of talk about that role and, and also that facility? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> again, like all, I start putting videos out. People thankfully are laughing and enjoying, and then I'm getting the responses of, "Dude, this helps with my mental health. This helps brings the boys together. We had a bad call. We laughed at the video. Then we opened up the conversation because the kind of the fog was moved was you know uh, moved away from the situation. We were able to kind of have some open conversation. But then I had people reaching out to me like, "Yo, um, I need to get help. Like, where can I go?" Yeah, I own a CPR company, patented comedy CPR. I teach CPR through comedy and laughing and stand-up comedy and stuff like that. And 80% of my clientele were, were treatment facilities. And I'm going to these places that I'm like, I would never put anyone I loved in here. Like, what, what are you guys doing? So um, I wanted to have a place that I could go to, a place that I could work with or send people to if they needed help. So Banyan Treatment Centers, uh, I worked with them for about a year before I decided to actually or I vetted them for a year before I decided to work with them uh, on a full-time basis, or at least referring people to them. And um, it, they've been incredible, dude. They have 14 different facilities across the United States, uh, probably going to be 16 by the end of this year. They know what they're doing. They're very good at it. They're passionate about it. They're passionate about helping people. They're passionate about traumas. So we created, um, you know, the crew program and, and all the crew program really is, is when you come into any of our facilities, we identify you as a first responder and we immediately associate specific treatment modalities that we know help first responders. But the biggest thing that I wanted them to do is when a first responder walks into a building, we say, thank you for being a first responder, but we're not only going to treat you as a first responder because a lot of first responders create traumatic issues, mental health problems before they even get into the field. I mean, imagine the guy that watches his mom get hit by a car, right? Okay, six years old, watches his mom get hit by a car, runs out there to try to help her. He can't help her, man, because he's six years old. Well, he immediately wants to help people from now on. He'll never, like, they watch his mom die. Now he will never let that happen again. And then he becomes a firefighter to do that. And the first person that gets hit by a car, he doesn't save them. All that, all that lead up for 20 years was for nothing. He didn't save the one that he thought he was going to. Now he's going down a drinking plummet, you know, and he doesn't even understand why. So um, I, want, I wanted to make sure that we treated people as humans first, then first responders, and we went from there. But the biggest thing is, is when you call Banyan, um, when you call Banyan, uh, they notify me, and 99% of the time I reach out to them, and I say, hey, Jason Fire Department Chronicles, what can I help you with, man? And, and I'm with them every step of the way. If they come to Florida, I come visit them at the, uh, at the facility. We also, we have, uh, you know, primary, uh, first our primary therapist and then a first responder therapist on top, on top of that EMDR if they need it. And then on top of that, I'm even visiting them, making sure they're as comfortable as possible. No, that's awesome. That sounds like a great service for us. Thanks, man. And doing stuff it. in Florida sounds a lot better than 32 degrees Ohio weather. <laughs> Dude, it's 70 degrees down here, man. Come on down, hang out. It's vacation. <laughs> Good. I should. I've been looking at those flights. $29 Southwest. Oof. So, <laughs> all right. So, every firefighter, not every firefighter, a lot of firefighters, especially more back in the day, had some kind of second job. Plumbers, electricians, uh, roofers, whatever, name it. Like, you could, you oh, don't yeah. have to. I'm sure it's the same way where you're at. You don't have to use the yellow pages. Yeah. Call a firefighter, bring them over. For whatever reason, your kind of side job, coffee. How did that come to be? So um, 
It's as necessary as everything else, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, first of all. I'm not trying to say, like, it's less than. (laughs) Coffee is the, you know, lifeblood of, I think, society. But, um, you know, especially with first responders, man, because I got to tell you, some of my greatest memories besides over the dinner table was sitting around the, the tailboard, drinking some coffee, BSing with the guys that are coming on or us getting off or whatever. So um, uh, Luke Schneider, he's the CEO of uh, Fire Department Coffee, reached out to me about four years ago. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I like what you're doing. Love for you to represent Fire Department Coffee. I, had, I wasn't dealing with anyone at the time. I said, send me some coffee. Let me try it first. And then I'll let you know if I want to represent you. He sent me a six pound bag of coffee and it was amazing. Great coffee. The stronger I made it, the better it tasted. So very, very cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, over time, I've obviously got now I'm a partial owner of the business, our fire department coffee. I'm the vice president. And, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the big things that we wanted to establish was in the beginning, I hate charities. Like I, I don't, I don't like charities because um, uh, hate's probably a strong word. We'll go with that. Uh, but <laughs> dislike. I, I strongly dislike a lot of charities because what happens is you donate ten, uh, you donate a hundred dollars to a to a charity, and because of operational costs, I get it. But because you know it is what it is, but ten dollars is going to the people that actually need it. Um, and so we uh, decided to create the Fire Department Coffee Charitable Foundation, and what we do is we take ten percent of our net proceeds, um, and we put it back into Fire Department Coffee Charitable Foundation, and we use that money to find local charities local uh, like-minded charities, local um, benevolent funds or first responders that are sick and injured and we support them directly with cash. Um, you know, cause we think it's important. You know, if you're injured, you're already having an identity crisis cause you're injured and now you can't pay for your bills. Um, it's gonna make it even worse. So that's what we step in and, and we help people out, so. No, that's perfect. Good, yeah, good deal it. there. Thank you. Um, I want to kind of uh, no no real segue, but uh, comedy. That's that's yeah. obviously something that uh, you're good at. Thank you. It's <laughs> like growing up influences. Like what what kind of helped set you up to to just kind of get the do the stuff you're doing today. So I have uh, my family is very funny. Like I my brothers are hysterical. They make me laugh so hard. Um, my little brother has the driest humor I've ever seen, or my, my youngest brother, and it's so funny to me. He's just so good at it. And uh, but growing up, man, obviously like Robin Williams, um, you know Jim Carrey, uh, you know uh, just like these guys who seemingly were very just comedic, man. And I always appreciated both sides of it. Adam Sandler, uh, Dennis Leary, like. I loved the entire gamut of all different types of humor. Um, Dane Cook was probably one of the bigger ones when I was, uh, you know, in my early 20s and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got killed by bees, really? Bees? I, I, gave, I, just gave, I just gave Jason a super finger for those who know. <laughs> um, so those were like, those were huge influences of, uh, for me, you know. But the biggest thing that I learned was like, I was, I was funny-ish. I was the comedian. I was the, the class clown. People liked, you know, listen, or I could make people laugh and I enjoyed doing it. And I got a lot of, um, I don't want to say a sense of identity out of it, but it was definitely therapeutic for me to make other people laugh. So um, I'll tell you what though, man, Dane Cook, he was on a podcast and I was listening to him and he said something that was so profound to me. 
And uh, he was talking about when he was coming up, man, and how hard it was, struggle, 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 struggle. And then he goes, you know, and then I become huge. And then I lost it all. And then I became huge again. <laughs> like, and he probably, and now I don't know where he's at, but he's like, put content out. Doesn't matter. Anyone that's doing this, put content out, throw, throw it out there. Make sure it's not, you know, it's in the internet. So it'll be there forever. So make sure it's not something's going to get you fired. But, um, you know, just put it out there. Enjoy it. Be who you are, man. If people like it, then they'll subscribe. They'll watch. They'll, they'll like it. If they, if they don't like it, then, you know, you find something else to do. So I'll put it out. Nice. Best uh, best comic you've seen live. And I, I, you can even have a few if you want. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, you know, I can't think of, like, you know, I, I actually really like, uh, God, what's his name? Um, Shorts. Uh, oh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, like, he kills me, man. He's, he's so funny. Um, I can't think of any. Yeah, Kevin Hart's the only one I can think of right now that's there oh dane cook obviously i've dane cook like i oh actually listening live i haven't seen a, i haven't been to a ton of shows listening live dane cook made me cry one time he was he made me out laughing so hard joe rogan i almost wrecked my vehicle i was laughing <laughs> so hard bro like he was just so his i love dry like or like i, I like every type of humor man but dude Joe Rogan had me dying, man. It was because intellectual humor makes me laugh harder than anything else. Um, but he, like, the, his delivery was so good. And I can't even tell you what the joke was because it, I, don't, I don't know if it'll make, if you'll allow it on this podcast. But it was, it was really, really good. And it was all about, uh, I was married at the time. And it was all about him, like, finally getting in a hotel by himself at being married and, you know, getting to enjoy some, some computer time. And it was just, it was so funny. It was so good. So good. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Good deal. I'm, I'm kind of blessed with the fact that I got Chappelle that lives about 20 minutes away from me. Oh, that's amazing. And the cool thing is he just, I mean, within the last month, purchased an old firehouse that he's turned into a comedy club. So that's going to be amazing. That's pretty cool. So, and I've been at like the, just a regular random uh, club in Dayton and he would just show up. So So seeing that just (laughs) when you have a dozen people and you got Dave Chappelle on stage, kind of cool. No, Dave Chappelle, like, you know, like for like, um, not live, but like Dave Chappelle's hysterical. His I love variety shows. I think they're so good, man. And uh, obviously, Key and Peel. Key and Peel are like they're so good, man. And again, that's like their humor is intellectual humor. It's so funny, and I love when people peg subjects and make them funny. And you know, and they they. They make it to where it's 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 genuinely funny. It's maybe a subject that people are like a little sensitive about, but dude, they just hit it so hard, and it's it's so good, man. I love it, love it. Especially the Obama thing, where the uh, what's his name would be Obama's real translator, his black translator, or whatever, dude. I was like, that's that's genius, man. That's so funny because you know Obama. Because I think at one point in time he actually had him come up in a real life speech. <laughs> He's like, you know, yes. Obama's like that too because Obama's a human, <laughs> you know. So it's so funny, man. I want to start getting you out of here. Let's no. get a bed or do sling some coffee, whatever you're going to do today. Make more <laughs> videos. I don't know. I do have a thing called the 25 questions. 
Okay. Don't be scared. I'm not going to ask you 25 questions. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so it's all, I got a list and I just need you to throw out a number and we'll, we'll do random. It's just random questions. Fun. It's fun shit. It's whatever. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it, man. Uh, Pick a number out if you don't mind. 12. Zoo or amusement park? Oof. I, you know, uh, zoo. I'm going to go zoo. I, I enjoy learning and seeing different animals. And yeah, stuff. coming from the National Geographic guy, right? True. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> you can just picture you going there and doing that to all the animals and stuff. <laughs> all right. How about another number? Uh, three. First concert? Aerosmith. Ooh. yeah very good very cool guy like steven tyler's doing his thing lights go down lights come back i'm on the lawn lights come up he's in the lawn doing the doing a set very cool nice yeah yeah very so very you cool. thought you were in the crap seats and all of a sudden you were in the good seats front, yeah front seats and then like just insanity so cool so cool nice very cool yeah uh how about another one nine all right here's another choice question unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life uh, sushi all day all day uh, i so love sushi more the guy would say that <laughs> yeah i don't know what the sushi's like in ohio <laughs> not nearly as fresh so good so good all right we're running through these let's throw out another one uh, let's go uh let's go 14 what's oh, this is a little bit deeper maybe mm. what's something that you've tried that you'll never ever try again mm. tried but i'll never ever try again durian fruit durian fruit is a fruit that is very popular in um <clears throat> in uh Southeast Asia or Asia, I believe. And it is the smelliest fruit on the face of the planet. The taste of it is actually really, it's good. It's like a sweet custard, but it's its the worst smell you'll ever smell in your life. That and surstromings. Surstromings is, uh, it's a smelly fish that's fermented in like, I can't think of where, it's like no, no, uh, uh Sweden or something like that, but I don't remember. But it's, it's like you open this stuff and you're, <laughs> like it's it's the worst stuff i've ever smelled so it'd be it'd be perfect for some of these uh guys and gals that are going through covid right now that lost their sense of smell oh you could all day i don't know man that i just literally thinking about it <laughs> it's making me, making me think of work uh i should have filmed this uh for uh my fire department chronicles but we have one of our guys had covid came back still didn't have a sense of smell and we're we're testing them like can you smell this can you smell this and finally we did ammonia inhalant and he did smell that. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So we're like, ah, oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> All right. How about how about one more? Let's go. Um, let's go twenty-five. Favorite professional sports team? Let's do a different one. I'm not in the sports very much. Let's do let's do twenty. <laughs> Every every guy was just just now went oh really? <laughs> no wonder he has time for all this crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number twenty is favorite dessert. Favorite? Oh, I could do that. I'm fat. Um, 
Let's go. Dude, I got to tell you, like anything that's got mousse in it, like a chocolate mousse cake, um, you know, oh, God, that's so freaking good. Good diet. Uh, any dark chocolates, dark chocolates I'm into, man. But yeah, if you, you give me like a, a dark chocolates, like mousse cake, I'll, I'll love you forever. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. That kind of thing. He's, uh, that's, he's easy. He's cheap. He's Jason Patton. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, where uh, can all these lovely listeners uh, track you down at the, the Chronicles, at the Department of Coffee, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so Chronicles, uh, yeah, obviously Facebook, Instagram, um, you just, just search Fire Department Chronicles, YouTube, same thing. Coffee, just Google Fire Department Coffee or it's firedeptcoffee.com. And if you want to, if you have any issues, if you're struggling or anyone you know is, you can call me at Banyan. It's one eight eight eight. Nine two six four one seven four. Very nice. No, no MySpace. You guys aren't on MySpace. No, I've had a MySpace. It may still be active. I'm not sure, but no, I do not have a MySpace. Go ahead and check <laughs> out his MySpace. There's probably incriminating <laughs> things on there. I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Thank you so much yeah. for everything you're doing. Whether it's just you know doing this behavioral health stuff, but just more than anything, making us laugh. Appreciate it, Jim. Thank we you so much, that. brother. So once again, everybody, Jason Patton.